Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, this is Teresa, and thank you so much for joining us again today on the Power Women in Insurance. And today, I have a very good friend of mine. She is all over social media. I'm sure that you will have seen her, know her name. She is hugely impactful in the insurance space. So today, we are talking to Sandra. Sandra, how are you doing today? Oh, wonderful. Thank you for that introduction. I was like, well, this girl sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I wonder what name she's going to (laughs) say. It's all about you, girl. It's all about you. So I am so excited to have you on today because you and I met through doing some social media cool stuff with um, some, some people through the tribe and doing some different things. And I got to meet your family and you guys are hilarious. You guys are funny. You guys have more personality than I think most people in like entire generations have just in your own family between you and your husband and the cutest little boy and, and all that. So I am excited for people to get to know you today. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we like to have fun. We've had uh, <laughs> had our fair share of struggles and um, I always like to try to laugh through everything. So that's, it's just fun for me. I like to try to find the fun in, in everything I can, which hasn't been great when I've worked at different businesses. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes you have to go out of your way to kind of find that fun. So I totally get it. Well, Sandra, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what you're doing these days, and tell us a little bit about your insurance story and how you kind of got your got into where you are today in the insurance niche. Okay, awesome. So again, Sandra Gephardt, I live in Montana. So, um, you know, May 20th, 1981, it was, no, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll go that far back. <laughs> but, uh, at this hospital, at this day. <laughs> right. So um, you say your birthday is what, May 20th? Yes. Oh, on May 23rd. Yep. So... Oh, perfect. Yes. Wonderful. That's probably why we get along so well. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, I, uh, I kind of, uh, got into insurance just as almost an accident, right? Like most, like most of us do, right? Like I've never heard a kid that's like, Oh, I'd be an insurance agent when I grow (laughs) up unless it's a family business. right? Right. So, um, I was, I've always been entrepreneurial in spirit. Um, through my twenties, I actually helped, um, start, a team roping association, which is a horse equestrian event, um, that you'll see at rodeos often, but sometimes they'll do it just that one event. So I spent my twenties doing that, um, was hired by a television program to come work for them, um, down in Texas. And I did that for a while. So I stayed very nomadic and fun and never really knew, uh, what I was doing. You know, (laughs) I had no experience experience in the team roping industry. I just kind of showed up one day and really just started kind of falling in love with it. Yeah. So, um, growing up, I was a softball player, just kind of a, a, your average sports athlete. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and I moved back home and thought, you know, well, I need to, to get a grown up job, right? That's what we're supposed to do is get a grown up job. Um, did that in 2008 was pretty optimistic. Um, 2008 slapped me around a little bit (laughs) like everybody else. Yep. Um, so I couldn't even get a job filing paperwork. So I finished my degree, um, which still, again, we were still in the backlash of that, um, and started working at different offices and learned very quickly. I am a terrible employee. You guys, I am absolutely (laughs) horrible. I know why people wouldn't hire me now looking back because 
I was applying for a filing job, but I wasn't going to last more than 10 minutes there um, trying to do stuff like that. And, and the offices that did take the leap on, on hiring me, I would be like, so one of them was actually scanning trucking paperwork. And I was like, so if you do it this way, you can get like, you can get it done like 10 times faster. And they're like, yeah, but you're creating a lot of work for everybody else. And I'm like, but, but you know, and <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so I, I'm a horrible employee because I want to break everything, fix it, and then try to make it work better. So I uh, decided my mom actually mentioned, she's like, maybe I'll start an insurance company for my retirement. I'm like, cool. So I went around looking, nobody was hiring. We had a family friend um, that owned an agency and he's like, I'm not hiring. So I went and got licensed. Right. And then I just kind of kept showing back up. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> um you know you're hiring and you know long story short he was kind of like you know if just go make some calls and if you make some sales you can work here so i went off did my thing um and i was doing cold calling i'm pretty i'm pretty good at cold calling it just works for me um and we're, we're in a smaller area and i kind of started running out of people to call right and then i was buying leads from uh lead generation companies and you know they are what they are um but I was that like, there's got to be a hot. I mean, back then, yeah. back in the day, because that's how I built my agency, um, probably a little bit before that time when you were coming in, it was probably almost to the end of them. But before they got bought yeah. out by the venture capitalist companies and then, um, you know, bought out by the other people who bought out the venture capitalist companies and, you know, and all the rigmarole, because I think each one of them was probably sold like, what, 12 times in the course of, yeah. you know, you, you know five years, I think that whole industry just went through a massive change. But um, mm -hmm. back in the day, those were, those were amazing leads. Yeah. And I was right on that cusp of, you know, they were starting to sell them multiple times. I was receiving them multiple times. I'm like, no, nah, dude, it's on the spreadsheet. Like I've already got this one. Right. This guy died. Give me somebody else <laughs> that's alive. Just give me a number. Um, <laughs> so that's when I got into generating leads. I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this. Right. Yeah. So I got into generating leads um, and learning about social media marketing in general, digital marketing overall. And that I just fell in love with. And I worked the system and had it going. And by the time I started making these pushes, right? And even as a sales producer, I was marketing myself as Sandra Gebhardt Insurance. Like I'm the person you want to talk to if you have your insurance. And I knew I was going to purchase an agency at some point, but I made that decision very quickly oh. to market myself. And using the tools through social media, girl, I was nominated for best in billings insurance agent as a sales producer. No way. Yes. People were just assumed that I knew everything there was about insurance and I don't mislead people. You know, I had my mentors and I do through everything I do. I always have a mentor that can help me um, answer questions. I don't know the answer to and things like that. Um, but yeah, the nominations came out the day I opened my agency. So the, the organization let me keep the nomination. Wow. Um, but that just shows you the power of social media. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what you can do. So, um, you know, we started into the agency and we were doing pretty well. Um, you know, the same struggles that everybody has with, with opening agencies and, um, about six months into it, Darren was diagnosed with a brain tumor, Darren being my husband. Um, and that threw a big curveball at us. Yeah. Um, so now we live 45 minutes from our office. Darren needed to lose a 
hundred pounds before they could take the brain tumor out. So I was regulating every meal, every piece of food that came through the house. It took me away from the office a lot. Um, and we didn't have the automation then that we have now. Right. Um, so Austin had me set up Austin Moorhead, the, the guru of all <laughs> things automated. Um, he had me set up through some active campaign stuff, but again, it was really clunky, you know, and you guys, when we're saying back then, I'm talking like three years ago, right? Well, <laughs> like, moved so fast. I mean, I can totally, I mean, yeah. I can totally get that because technology and right now, especially with, you know, all the stuff that you've, you know, been learning, the things you're doing, you're implementing, you're pushing boundaries. I mean, at that place, yeah. so I could totally get that back then only being three, yeah. years, but still, yeah. Right. So I always say digital marketing has been the best 20 years of my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, we ended up selling, it gets more dramatic, everybody ready? So I ended up signing the book over, selling it the day Darren was in um, his brain tumor surgery. Really? Yes. And before that, kind of rewinding, the doctor said, you guys have no hope of having kids. He had a pituitary um, tumor. And uh, we, I, I don't believe what doctors have to say. I just kind of live on my, my own stuff. And, um, we found out two weeks before we left that we were pregnant with Gage. Wow. Um, actually one week because I had to just, I didn't get to pick my doctor. I had just had to find somebody that could get me in. <laughs> um, cause we were going to be, we had to go down to the Mayo Clinic for a month, um, wow. for pre-surgery, surgery, recovery, all of that. So we lived in Arizona for, for a month there. Um, so it was all, it was all very, crazy. And then once we got back, um, and the office finalized the sale, the, the company I was with, I, I was very disheartened because, uh, I had forwarded the phones. The office was pretty much closed. Everybody in my book was being serviced, but they said I had to be at the office or I would lose my, my, uh, contract. So I had to like sit in these broken dreams <laughs> of an office <laughs> for a month. Right. And sick. I was, being pregnant with Gage was never, there was not a nice moment about it. Oh no. So I was kind of sitting there just, and I, I really kind of fell down for a minute. I was just watching Netflix. I was knitting blankets for the baby and just sitting in this. And we had the worst winter on record, right? Like when I say it gets more dramatic, it just keeps getting more dramatic. <laughs> um, so I was having to stay at my mom's house. Um, Darren was here in Roundup on his own. And um, once I was able to leave that, it was almost like I could feel it just fall off of me and I was able to move forward. And that's when I got in with Bobby Stocks and Rob Sakel and the, the boiler room and ad agency hustle and really started being like, you know what I can do? I can take this experience, this, you know, chaos and destruction and what I was classifying it right in that moment as a broken dream into pivoting that and helping as many agents as I can make sure that they're set up in a way that if they have a health crisis or the whole world shuts down for a little bit because of a health crisis, <laughs> they can continue. <laughs> Foreshadowing that that was, I don't know what yeah. that means. <laughs> That's a new part of my, <laughs> um, but yeah, just being able to help people not lose their dreams because of something that they have no control over. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and I have, I've, I've actually heard that people have in general, a crisis every 18 months in general. Now it might not be a huge, massive brain tumor. It might not be that large. Okay. Of course. Mm -hmm. But at the same point, you know, things like, um, you know, like a couple of years ago, I was driving my car and my car just stopped and it turned out that I had taken my car to go get an oil change. 
previously and they didn't end up doing an oil change, but I was like, I don't know, like 50 miles outside of my oil change number. So like my car, my entire engine just froze up on me from nowhere, you know, and that's a crisis for a lot of people, you know, and it was a crisis for me in that moment, you know, I had to figure out what I was doing, but there's, but I've heard that people have a crisis in one way or another every 18 months in general. And so, you know, to be able to know that your, your livelihood and their, and your team and your, your space, it can continue and operate and, and move forward with or without your, your intimate presence every moment, you know, kind of thing is, is a huge relief. And um, that's awesome that you're helping out other agency owners to be able to make sure agents, you know, to make sure that they, they are achieving what they want without being, you know, the shackled to the, you know, shackled to the desk kind of thing. Yep. Well, and, and the, the last couple of weeks have taught us that, that that's not a, that's not an operable business model. <laughs> not sure that was a word, but we're going to roll with it. Anyway. Roll with it baby. Um. <laughs> and I am kind of shocked at how many, you know, cause I'm, I'm part of quite a few Facebook groups and, um, I really do kind of hang out with, um, some fairly technologically advanced people. So sometimes I forget how other areas of of our industry and the insurance industry, some people are just not technologically where the times are, I guess, you know, and even in other industries, you know, even the whole concept of voice over IP phones, you know, just blows people's minds, you know, and you just sit back and you think, you know, or like Zoom meetings, you know, you and I just had the conversation that, you know, here we are in the middle of this uh, coronavirus thing and how many people are we having to just, you know, show them how to use Zoom, (laughs) you know, I mean, But for a lot of people, yep. everything is user, you know. And that's what, you know, my inner circle of digital marketers and, and agency owners that are digital marketing, digital marketing savvy, where it's almost like we're doing triage, you know, like I had to get my mom all set up. And, and luckily I had been pounding and pounding and pounding into her head. You have to be able to take calls. She does. She's a therapist. And I'm like, there's telemedicine. You can do that. If you're sick, you don't have to leave the house. You can Zoom with your people. So we had gone through that learning curve (laughs) with her um, beforehand. But there's a lot of things going on in Zoom right now that that people don't know that they need to know. Like you can't record, you you need to record directly to your desktop because it's taking three to five days for for recordings to render. And then today we learned about these awesome pictures. Everybody can see it someday. We'll put it up on uh, YouTube right now. I'm not going to be posting the videos at this point, but right now I think I'm where, like in San Francisco or something, you know, I've got yeah. a little sunset behind me and it's only like three o'clock in the afternoon in Dallas. Yeah. So there's so many cool things you can do. I mean, you guys, this is what my, oh, I didn't take the virtual thing off. I just, uh, anyway, my, it's usually just my old wallpaper behind me. Right. <laughs> so Bye. just cool stuff. Yeah, no, there is. And and it's, and it's interesting too, how things are really integrating together too, and talking to each other. And I think that's super cool. And being able to take us all to kind of to the next level of technology, because I know that one of the biggest complaints a lot of insurance agencies have is they have so many pieces of technology that their teams have to learn how to be able to work together to make things all kind of function together that I, I've really enjoyed seeing through either Zapier or through direct integrations and different opportunities to different companies are going forward with all these different integrations, how things can be done a lot smoother and a lot more um, efficiently through being able to utilize technology in our agencies. Yep. Needing to piece everything together. We're not, we're not needing to do all of that heavy lifting anymore. And it's so nice there. And there's so many things out there that will fix your problem, no matter what it is. 
Yeah. I just learned Costco yeah. delivers groceries in our area. Do they really? I didn't it's know. A big problem for me. <laughs> yeah. If you have a business account, check that out. Okay. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So it's only for business accounts? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, still, hey, I, I know I have an account. I don't know if it's business or not. I've had it forever. So I can't remember. I know my Sam's account was a business account like years ago, but I don't know. But anyway, star bar. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's, you know, I'd have to actually try to be able to order off Amazon just recently. And they're like, all your stuff will be delivered like April 12th. I'm going, if Amazon's having all these problems and we're really having problems, yep. you know, But the good news is, is you can run your business from anywhere. Yeah. You really truly can. And that's what's so cool. You know, we don't have to rely on on the big companies and everybody else to do it for you anymore. And I, I absolutely love that. It just, it, it's so cool. It's so freeing to me. Absolutely. So I know we've talked a lot about you getting into the digital marketing space and everything. So what in the last year, okay, has made one of the largest differences for you in being able to really help other insurance agents really be able to achieve their goals as far as sales, um, wherever it is, because I know you've gone a little bit more into, and we kind of talked about this earlier, a little bit more of a, a coaching type environment where you're taking those insurance agents, owners or agents uh, in and of themselves, and really taking their sales to kind of another level and their automation and their ability to run a virtual agency and all of that. So what is what you would say probably one of the most revolutionary tools or um, items that you've really come across that have really been making a big difference for a lot of agents right now? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. CAS certified. Um. For for me personally, what made the the difference in me being able to bring a lot more value than just I'm going to generate you Facebook leads is my mentors. Mm -hmm. um, so again, going back to Rob Sakel and Bobby um, Stocks, they've just really helped me find my zone of genius um, through. So I just had my two year anniversary with them um, in March. Oh, it is March still. Is it still March or it's is it still. December yet? Yeah, but still four days though, not much longer. <laughs> so, so a year ago when March started, I had my two year anniversary with them. So the first year we were in, I was in survival mode, right? Mm -hmm. I was finding white label clients. I was generating leads um, for different insurance agencies, different digital marketers that sell them to to agencies. And uh, there, uh, in that time, I started finding that that there were things that I wanted to do a little bit differently. And we saw a surplus of people coming into the lead generation market. And through my mentors, I found that there really is so much more that, that agents need help with. They really need help with, you know, even, even trying to close an internet driven lead is a different conversation than even a cold call. Um, so really helping, helping walk through that. But one of the biggest things I do is I help agents find their ideal client. So if you think that your ideal client 
client is somebody that is 30 to 55 years old, married with two kids and owns two cars and owns our home. That is not your ideal client. That is everybody's ideal client. <laughs> that is, I don't care if they're selling vacuums, yep. insurance, real estate. Everybody is saying my ideal client is that. Right. Um, so we really want to get narrowed down and that's something that I've spent a long time working on. So, um, a quick story on that. When I went to a training in Puerto Rico, Gage was about four months old. And I told Rob, my mentor, I said, nobody's going to want to take digital advice, digital marketing advice from Gage's mom. And he was like, why not? And I was like, well, because I'm not cool. I don't have the backwards hat on. Like I can't hang anymore. Right. I'm a mom. Um, and in that we really worked through that. And when I first started bringing on private clients, if Gage was crying, I would apologize mm. or they would tell me, I don't feel like I have your full attention. Can you walk into another room? Things like that. I'm like, well, no, I can't, <laughs> Cause, right. you know, this human needs me as well right now. So I was able to really, my, I thought my ideal client was an insurance agent. Somebody that owns an insurance agency mm -hmm. maybe has a little bit of a marketing budget. That's, that's not my ideal client. Um, so I really had to do, go through that exercise myself and it took me months to really figure that out. And now when you get on a call with me, I'm like, Hey, I've got a one and a half year old assistant. He really likes to talk when I'm on the phone. <laughs> um, sometimes I have a nanny, sometimes I don't, but this is me. This is what you get. If you want detailed spreadsheets of every CPL we've gotten from the beginning of the deal to follow this, um, flow chart here, that's, you're not going to get that from me. You can get that from somebody else, but that's not me. Right. So I've worked a lot over the last two years in finding my identity, being okay with being uniquely me, and then also helping everybody else kind of find that in themselves. Mm. And that's kind of, that was kind of my big pivoting moment when I was sitting in Puerto Rico going, nobody's going to want to do business with me because I have a kid. Doesn't it sound so stupid now? <laughs> like, but I believed it into my core. Yeah. Like I even uh, ran into Nick Ayers. He was at the same deal and we're in the coffee shop and he's like well why not I'm like but you don't understand right <laughs> you don't understand my problems <laughs> yep yeah well, I think that's something a lot of especially women go through is that for whatever reason we have an identity crisis especially professionally that we somehow diminish what we have to be able to offer directly out to the world if you will and I think that sounds really really um weird but at the same point it's almost like especially especially whenever we've had kids and we're moms or whatever, because that was what I had done. And I know at the beginning, you and I had actually talked about kind of this mental mind game I went through back in 2016, which was for me, I had realized that I had played small and that I had diminished my role as a, as, as, as a lot of different things in my life, a, a lot of different things in my life. And I had put everybody else's needs ahead of mine and who I was and my own identity. And, you know, and you know, and I think that once I kind of, and I'm, I'm still not going to say that I'm fully actualized in that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're constantly. None of us are. Yeah. Right. I think we're, we're constantly. You are, you're not. <laughs> right. It's, it's an evolving thing. But, you know, I think I, I, I got a really strong sense of clarity at that point. And I think a lot of women, we struggle with that, you know, and finding our, our own identity within whatever it is that we do and being able to say, Hey, I've got a family. Cause there are a lot of times that we think we're going to be judged for having a family and or putting them first. But then again, at the same time, 
you know, we, we don't want to not put them first, you know, we don't want, we don't want to do that. And, and it ends up creating a division in our own spirits. I think that then we don't know who we are. And I think when we become super clear, just like what you're talking about, it just really takes us to a whole new level. And, and I, and I applaud you for going through that because it's not an easy journey. And like, like I just said, I don't think anybody's completely all the way through it. You know, it's, it's constantly evolving. I can tell you, we were on a, a training call this week and the guys were like, oh, my kids are everywhere and they're, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> and I tell you what, not one person since this whole lockdown thing has happened, not one damn person has called me a stay-at-home mom again. Wow. And I just, I'm just, I'm taking in all this validation and not in a, not in a, you know, I told you so, you know, right. I'm a hero way, but in a, we're going to come out the other side of this, all the women that are stay-at-home moms that are business owners that are trying to do whatever you're trying to do the whole world's going to empathize with us a little bit more the balanceers the people that balance and my hope yes my hope is that that we can take that and take that in and remember that it has only been what like 10 days 14 days in some cases where people are full-time trying to work and manage their kids and they're freaking out. <laughs> so what we do is special and what we do is unique and we do it every day. And it's so valuable. I mean, so, so valuable. My kids always talk about how, you know, because I would, because I, I, they didn't go to after school care. They didn't do any of that. Like, because I started up my agency, my daughter was three and my son was nine. So uh, we would go to the office and um, my, well, my daughter did go to an office stay out for a while. And then, you know, but then we go and we pick them up. We had snacks in the backseat of the car. We had a change of clothes. My daughter was in private school and she was like, get me out of this uniform, like 3.01 PM, you know? And she, you know, and she refused to eat lunches at school. I don't know why. So she like was always hungry as soon as she got in my car. So then I had appointments and I was still doing stuff. Right. And so my kids always have this, "Mm, okay, bye-bye because they're like, that's how I hang up the phone or that's how I would like get off the phone with people. So they totally now my kids are at this point, 21 and 26, and they literally will sit around. You put the two of them in the room together. Eventually by the end of the night, they'll be repeating things I've said habitually during phone call conversations or whatever. And, you know, and just laughing all night long because of just the memories that they have of us being in the car and me pulling over and pulling out my computer or popping up a Wi-Fi and taking care of somebody's policy right then and there in the middle of a parking lot at, you know, Walmart or something, you know, and, you know, I think it's made them really, really resilient adults um, because they, they learned that, that, you know, they're not, they're not, they don't have a lot of boundaries, you know, in a lot of ways professionally. And they, they sit around and they don't want to be cooped up and, and so forth. And my son always says that when he would go to bed, he could hear my nails on the keyboard, you know, and he knew that it was kind of his, his lullaby as he was going through middle school. But those are fun yeah. memories for them, you know, and they, they do. They enjoy it. Yeah. And that's, it's that's fun. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was great. It was great. So, and I applaud you for going down that road and it's going to be even better because now you have so much better technology too, to be able to help other agency owners, male or female to be able to, and agents who want to be able to live the lifestyle that they choose to live of a more virtual lifestyle, be able to get the ideal clients that they're looking for. And I think that's also what you're bringing to the table with that, a more focused uh, experience rather than the chaos and mayhem that I think a lot of times digital marketing specifically can be, especially for somebody that that's not their full-time job. 
Yeah. And, and on the dad side of things, I think what, one of the things that I'm seeing really positive coming out of this as well is dad is realizing that he's, he can work from home. He can work from eight to three and get the same amount done and come home two hours early. Yeah. So he doesn't always have to be chained to his desk either. So I really love what, I really love what's coming out of, of this, you know, these lockdown, stay at home, social distancing orders, um, because people are realizing that they, they might have a little bit more time than they think. Right, right. I would say that if you're set up digitally, if you're not set up digitally, then you're not having a very good day. <laughs> you're pretty miserable right now. <laughs> Being yeah. up against that uh, big, huge phone or whatever that's attached to your desk, whatever it is, you know, kind of thing. So where do you see yourself um, really helping agencies to go in the future? So we talk about digital marketing today and digital marketing is one of those things that's constantly evolving, like constantly, every single moment, every single day. Tell me what somebody in your space is constantly doing to be able to stay ahead of the curve and what that would look like partnering with you specifically to be able to make sure that that, because you know, as an insurance agent, I sit back and I think, you know, my job, I can't, I can't always be ahead of the digital curve, right? I mean, that's super hard for me to be in those, in those areas. What do you, what do you do whenever agents really kind of bring that to the table and that fear almost of that constantly changing, constantly evolving space that is called the digital world? So there's a, a couple things to that. One is, is again, mentors. I have, I have the right mentors. I have the right mentors for me. My mentors have mentors. Um, so it's almost like I'm, I've got my pulse on the information curve. Um, the people that are part of my, my inner circle are some of the biggest, baddest digital marketers that you're going to see, um, across a lot of platforms, insurance, roofing, solar, um, mortgage. There's a lot of people that, that I'm connected with. So when something happens in a digital marketing trend, especially when it comes to Facebook or YouTube, um, a lot of the platforms that we use to generate leads, we see it faster mm -hmm. because we're all very open and, and very, we really have this amazing community of digital marketers that have kind of come together. We've grown up together and everybody's so giving. Um, yesterday I needed a contract. Um, so I hit one of the guys up. I was like, I need a contract. And 30 seconds later I had one. He's like, here you go. Um, wow. So surrounding yourself with those sorts of people. So when it comes to an agent, if you're working with me, you're also working with my entire network mm. because again, I'm able to, to pivot and navigate and be like, they're, they're wanting to do this. I haven't seen this done yet. Have you seen this done? And then we can save a lot of time. That's why you hire a coach, right? Or why you join different groups because you might have an idea that you're like, this is brilliant. And then there's six people that have tried it and they're like, that's eh, not going to work. Right. But then you can come back and be like, but what if we did it this way? Oh, I didn't think of that. So then you can try it that way. Um, so that's kind of what we do is I just try to kind of to keep information as valuable and as relevant as I can um, and let people know what trends we're seeing. Um, and then, all, and that's how we've been, we've almost been in communication multiple times daily. We're getting on more and more calls saying, you know, this is what I'm seeing with the algorithm right now. Um, like we knew that we knew when Mark Zuckerberg sent his staff home, um, at Facebook. So we knew that the bots are now in control of Facebook. So, um, you know, in, in that you'll see people over, maybe you might've noticed over the last four or five days are saying, well, you can't see any COVID related, um, news releases, you know, Facebook suppressing right. the media. 
that's not what's happening. The bots are in control, but people don't think about that. They don't know that. So if you post COVID-19, it has to get through the bot or it'll get pulled down. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of things that happen behind all of that. When I'm coaching somebody, we don't talk about all that. I'm like, this is where you need to put the survey. This is what you do. You know, let me know if this happens. Um, because I know if this happens, there's a whole bunch of other stuff happening. Right. Um, so I try to keep it very simple in not showing you how the sausage is made, but getting you to where you can make your own sausage. Um, and then I'm actually re-releasing, uh, mothers of marketing. Oh, cool. So that was due to release this week. <laughs> um, decided not to release it. Right. Um, I'm going to hold off. I'm doing a lot of, of, again, triage, like I said, um, where I was, I've, just been on on messenger and and trying to help as many people as i can as many agents as i can um so i'm doing a little 30-day push with a few people to kind of help them get through this and come out the other side and doing a lot of uh, podcast interviewing so my podcast i'm dropping an episode daily on daily? Uh, <laughs> wow I, 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 I guess i didn't i knew there had been quite a few of them but i was i'm surprised you're uh doing daily because that's a lot of yes. work yeah, it's been crazy. So we just dropped Zachary Babcock's um, episode today on keeping a good mindset. He actually was in prison. So we talked a lot about mindsets in, you know, being quarantined <laughs> to a point. Um, Brandon Smith and I recorded this morning. We'll drop his tomorrow. I've got Nick Ayers after this call. Um, so just pulling from my, my pool of people to be like, what are you guys doing? What do you need? Um, and they're giving tips and tricks on how to kind of navigate and keep staff motivated, keep yourself motivated how to handle your time. One of the biggest um, errors and, and Brandon and I talked about this today is I see people are like, well, I'm trying to work eight to five. You can't work eight to five at home. No, it's not fair to your kids. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to your couch. It's not fair to anybody. <laughs> right. So you have to find your time blocks that work. Um, yeah. So my example, I try to work for 45 minutes and then if Gage is with a nanny, um, or Darren's home, then I'll go upstairs for 15 minutes and I'll play with him. And he's kind of gotten used to that. There's less of this. When I walk back out of the room, he's not crying. Yeah. He's not trying to chase me down. I'm not feeling guilty. He's not feeling bad. Um, so a lot of tips and tricks like that. Um, so that's why I haven't released mothers of marketing yet. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. No. I mean, and it is, it's kind of crazy times right now in a lot of different ways. And so, you know, maybe it right now, you know, that's not necessarily the time for it, you know, just in our culture right now, you know, but right now you have a lot of people, you know, maybe not necessarily that mom's out marketing space or whatever, who you really need you in this space at this time. And I think that's great that you're sensitive. And I think it's great. And it's, it says a lot for the whole digital marketing platform issue is that you are so flexible, right? Because right now, okay, that's not what the universe needs right now. You know, that's not what people need right now. Right now they need this. So you, you know, you're going with that. And I think the podcast is amazing. I'm super excited. I've listened to um, a couple episodes. I haven't been able to get in there and, and listen to all of them quite yet, but one per day is a large task. So I'm quite impressed with that. So um, I think that's been, that's been amazing. And I can't wait to go back and listen to a couple more. So I think you've done a great job. So tell everybody, what is the name of your podcast? So that way they can go ahead and look it all up. So we, uh, we, we call it, I say we, because Nate Bunty actually named it oh, nice. <laughs> insurance agent from up there somewhere. Um, so uh, we call it Binding Authority. And the tagline is only you have binding authority over your life. Oh, well, I um, and all, you can find all the information on it, on me, on any of the guests that I've had at sandragebhart.com. 
Excellent. Excellent. Sandra Gephardt.com. So official. So cool. Girl.com. <laughs> I think that was only years ago. You should have, you should grab your.com because you know, you want to make sure nobody else ever gets it. And I don't think I've ever done that. So now that you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, I might try to do that sometime. But yeah, I buy URLs like crazy all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Sandra, so again, you kind of did just a second ago, but tell everybody how they can go ahead and reach out to you if they want to talk to you about digital marketing, insurance, how to be able to grow their book, how to be able to get into that digital marketing space and be able to utilize your time, talents, and treasures to make sure that you can be a part of that process for them. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me on, but yeah, sandragebhardt.com will get you anywhere you need to be. My Facebook and all the social media links are at the bottom. Um, and that's, that's, I've kind of consolidated everything. Um, you can get me through there. Just don't fax me. Faxing? What are you talking about? No. You know, don't try to fax me, but other no than that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I always think it's funny when somebody goes, can you fax me? I'm like, I can, but that's not really, you know, but anyway. No. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Give Gage lots of loves and hugs and kisses. And he's, uh, I know he's out, uh, out, uh, you know, running around doing his thing and keeping you busy. And, and always, I love, I love how you show, post all like Gage's Sunday outfits on uh, Facebook and, He's always just the cutest thing ever. So uh, thank you. Affiliate offers right now. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I bet. Thank you for sharing him with the world. (laughs) All right. Well, everybody, this is Teresa Kitchens here with Sandra Gephardt with uh, the Power Women in Insurance podcast. So we appreciate your time today. And please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you can get to know other amazing, powerful women in the insurance space and how they can help you and how their story can help you to be able to take your life to the next level.